0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And this week, or this weekend, rather, I was fighting with some of the trolls in Twitter, on Twitter and on Instagram and in the DM, so don't play with me, bitches. I'm in a good mood this week. If you don't give a shit about me and you just want to keep up with all the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach, because we're always spilling it fresh over there. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. It is Liddy City Summer, and I hope you've got some Liddy City No Filter wine. Packing a punch at 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my house, I call it my housewives watching wine, but it's the no-filter wine. Inspired by some of our favorite, most iconic Housewives moments. We have one inspired by Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City, Atlanta, and New Jersey. Today I have out, cut down my drinking or what? Or what? Inspired by the ice queen herself, Erica Jane. You can stock up now at newfilterwine.com. Must be 21 or older to order and drink responsibly. Get Liddy City, but have a little fun, all right? Go to newfilterwine.com right now. We've got so much to break down. We have Ultimate Girls Trip that is finally out, season two. I can't wait to dive into it. Um, and I know I said we're in Liddy City Summer, but I also feel like Hot Guy Summer is in full effect because today's guests are, they're double the trouble and they have some opinions that I don't think any of us saw coming. They didn't ask to be brought into the Bravo world, but after checking out their Instagram content, you're going to be real glad that they did. Please welcome the hosts of the Brav Bros podcast, Steel and Shooter.
1: What's up, everybody? We're super excited to be here. Um, I am Steele.
2: Shooter over here. Glad to be here. Very happy to be here. And uh, we hope you guys like what we have to say. Yeah, I mean... Excited to give you the takes.
0: We'll see. If they don't like what you have to say, they will let you know in the comments. So... for what I like to, to hear. <laughs> um, so, you guys do have a podcast. And you are two very married, very straight bros... How did you get into the world of Bravo, where you're like, we're just going to do a whole podcast where we dive into all of the shenanigans from Erica Jane to Dorinda Medley? Like, what about the Bravo world hooked you?
1: Well, I guess it all started for me during the pandemic. Um, I was in a relationship. She's my wife now. We were dating at the time. But um, we ran out of shit to watch. So she started to kind of rehash the whole Bravo catalog and she started out with Vanderpump. And um, like the first two days, she was going through like season one, like she went way back. And I wasn't paying attention. I was just kind of, it was on the background. I'm like, oh, whatever, it's Bravo. Like I'm not watching that. And I would start to hear some things come out of the TV. Like, you know, Jax was on and like that was classic Jax back then. And he was still with Stassi, so they're going through their stuff. And just the things that they would say to each other would kind of catch my ear. I'm like, what the fuck, what did they just say? Like, what did he say to her? Like, he can't say that to her. Like, what did she say back? So, you slowly start to kind of get some interest. Like, it piqued my interest because I couldn't yeah. believe people would talk to each other like that. Next thing I know, I watch a couple episodes. Next thing I know, I'm hooked on Vanderpump and my wife's not even at the house and I'm catching up on all the seasons because I got nothing but time during the quarantine. Yeah. And, you know, to the point where now, like, I've decided to rock my Tom Tom hat. Uh, for this because I became such a Sandoval and Schwartz fan that um when they opened TomTom I had to get some of their swag but that's how it started for me. Um,
0: have you been to TomTom?
1: No, no we wanted to go when I was out there but it was closed. Oh, awesome. Yeah. what nope.
0: about yeah, what about you shooter? How did you it's end up getting hooked on Bravo?
2: Definitely very similar to Steel. I like to uh I like to reference the angry dad standing in the corner, kind of watching, but not really watching. He's pissed off that it's on TV. There's no sports on. Like, what, what are you guys watching? I don't want to watch any of that. But then he knows a little bit more, a little bit more. And that was me pretty much during pandemic and thereafter when I moved in with my girlfriend. Just kind of watching all the different housewives. I knew all of them before like I even realized it. I was on a first name basis with all of them. And I even had my own take. My girlfriend's like, "Have you been watching without me?" I'm like, no, no, definitely not. Just you know, keeping up on the uh, message boards here and there, but yeah, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing too crazy. And She's like, "What the hell happened?" And then to kind of go with what Steele said, you know, we found ourselves at parties when the girls would go talk about their shows. The guys, the boyfriends, the husbands were all talking about the same shows. Yeah, and it starts off as a joke, and then you get into a real heated discussion about well, I agree with Carl. I don't agree with Amanda in this situation and Kyle's out there and we're all over the place and people are really having heated discussions and it's a bunch of guys just talking about it. We're like, we can do a podcast about this. And here we are. Honestly,
1: that, yeah. that was as easy as that. Yeah. Shooter actually texted me because um, we would go back and forth. Kind of my wife would sit there and text her girlfriends like, oh my God, did you see whatever show we were watching? Like, oh, did you see what Kyle said or whatever? But I would be talking to Shooter doing the same thing. Like, yo, Mm -hmm. dude, did you see that shit? Like, that's unbelievable. He'd be like, oh, yeah, she sucks. And so he actually texted me. Like, his girlfriend, Colleen, mentioned to him, you guys should start a podcast. And he mentioned that to me. And I kind of loved it. I was like, I mean, it's a very unique take as far as in the Bravo world goes. Like, you listen to podcasts. Two bros shooting the shit about Bravo is not really being covered. So I was like, you know what, this could be kinda of great. And we went for it. We did the first episode. We had a blast doing it. And then you know, here we are.
0: Who's your favorite housewife? Ooh. Ooh. You wanna start
2: or you want me to take this one, Steele?
1: You go first. I got I gotta sift through like
2: three. Oh man. Um I love Sutton actually. Sutton. I think I think oh, he's brought I think she's brought such a great dynamic to Beverly Hills. I thought Beverly Hills started to get a little stale. Sutton came in. She started saying a lot of dumb shit. And I love her for TV.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Sutton's been on this show. What about, uh, what about you?
1: Um, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with my girl, Kyle. It was between Kyle and Rinna. And I love Kyle because she's seemingly the most genuine in my opinion. I think that she's actually a good person I think she stirs the pot for sure As we see over and over again She does like to Even when there's no drama being caused She will insert herself and kind of Poke the bear Yeah. But overall I think that she's She's the realest one of them all In my opinion um, And then it was close second Or close second was Renna um, Just because I you know, I had a crush on Rinna, like growing up I loved her before I even knew she was on the house. So I was just going kind to of thought she was hot. <laughs>
0: so. Have you seen all her naked uh, photos that she's been posting on Instagram lately from Diana Jenkins book?
1: I just read the captions. I don't look at
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it. I love Rena. I mean, she brings the heat every single season and she takes the heat every single season that, you know, you got to give props I do That's love Sutton. And I'm liking uh, yeah. and I'm starting to like Sutton a lot more. I liked Sutton at the beginning. And then last season I was kind of annoyed by Sutton. And then I'm starting to like the dynamic between her and Erica this season.
2: It is good to see that the two of them are actually having real adult conversations again. We'll see if it keeps up, but I do really enjoy that. The two of them are starting to grow a little bit of a dynamic.
1: Yeah. I want yeah. I so we go back and forth about Sutton all the time. I can't stand Sutton. Like she just, she, to my core, just irritates me. Like the shit she says, and I think Diana put it perfectly, when she said she's clumsy with words, which yeah. I mean, also, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't film films, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like push comes to shove and she has to say something and respond. And it's like, whatever you do, son, don't say this. Yeah. And she'll say exactly what I'm thinking. Like, don't, just don't say that. And then she'll say, it and you're like, God damn it. Why? why do i have to watch this every week but to shooter's point i am and to your point as well i'm appreciating the relationship between her and erica starting to develop more because i'm getting tired of we're seeing this in multiple franchises it's a lot of the same shit just getting thrown back and forth again i'm tired of them going back and forth about you know erica being a liar or not right Mm -hmm. it's last year Move on. So the fact that they're now like kikiing over, you know, Tinder or whatever something's dating life is, like, I, I am happy to watch that. So I guess I'm enjoying her more, but not a big fan.
0: Fair. What are you guys thinking of Ultimate Girls Trip season two? It just dropped on Peacock. It's available now. First three episodes are out. We get one episode weekly moving forward every Thursday. But based off of the first three, what are you, what would you give it on a scale of one to ten?
2: I'll I'll go first on this one. I actually I didn't have very high expectations for it because of I, I just saw the cast and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but it is really delivered. I think it's I'm giving it an eight point five. I don't know if we're going half point scales here, but I'll go eight point five on that because I'm really enjoying it and I really like the fact that they brought these Steel and I referred to them as kind of like the island of misfit toys. <laughs> they brought these women back, threw them in a house together and said, here you go, have a show. And it worked pretty well. And I think is an incredible host and she kind of makes that run. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, I'm giving it an
0: 8.5. Okay, Steele?
1: I think 8.5 is a very valid rating. Given the recent franchises, how they've been performing, I would give this one, just because of the timing, like a 9.1 like this is the stuff that i want to see on housewives and it's like point one point one nine point one It's your fucking problem 9. 1. <laughs> it's, not, it's
0: not just a nine there's a there's a little bit more than just a nine yeah, it's but a, little, a lot it's less, a less than just better.
1: a 10 exactly right so i think that this is kind of what i've been craving just the outlandish over-the-top comments that no one really apologizes for like i get I get frustrated watching Beverly Hills this season because it feels like they're, instead of focusing on like who can take the better jab, they're focusing on like who gets more upset and like, oh, well, this triggers me. And like, this upsets me. And like, I everybody wants some kind of resolve where yeah. it's like the housewives of the past, like you don't apologize for shit. You say what's on your mind and you stand by it no matter what, like that's, that's the end all be all. And uh, Shooter and I talked about on our last episode, it feels like this season of ultimate girls trip is almost like the bachelor in paradise. Like this is their chance to kind of recapture and recaptivate some audiences. And I'm excited because they seem to be bringing their a game. Like every girl there is kind of understands like, Oh, I'm back on TV again. I need to show why I should stay on TV. And some of them are absolutely crushing it. Like Phaedra has been electric Mm -hmm. and some of them are falling flat. Like Brandy's trying, but she's making notes. like she is a disaster. And Vicky is evil. Like <laughs> I forgot about how much I hated Vicky until she opened her mouth one time. And I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Like flashbacks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I cannot stand Vicky. I just think she's like not enjoyable to watch. You know, she's like fatiguing and it hurts. She's obnoxious. She's a hypochondriac. I disagree with you on Brandy Glanville, though. I think Brandy Glanville is the MVP of this season because usually the one everyone's gunning for is the one that's carrying the show Dorinda I think thought was going to be the star of ultimate girls trip and she's very clearly not the star because you have Brandy Glanville stealing every scene you have Phaedra killing it in the confessionals and then you have Eva that I'm surprised even you know came as this nice breath of fresh air that's also providing this good sort of balance but she has mm-hmm. that you know that other side to her where you know Brandy calls her husband a man giant and she's just like, I'm the one your mama warned you about. Don't play with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First of all, w- would you be offended if anyone called you a Mangina? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. Really? That's, I, that, that's the lowest of a low, I think. <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> of all the things you
0: could be called, Mangina's the worst? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll have
2: to draw up a list. Some I point mean, to listen. See what we yeah. actually think.
0: If you read the things people say about me on the internet, I would be glad to be called a Mangina.
1: <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair that's fair um
0: so what okay but um shooter what do you think about brandy Glenville i think she's carrying it
2: i think she's carrying it as well I, I really like her i don't find my girlfriend finds her annoying but i think she's harboring past resentment on brandy whereas yeah. i didn't have that because i didn't watch when she was on so i you know she's a new character to me i read up on her before uh ultimate girl strip and I went into it with open expectations and I really enjoy her. I think she's funny. I think, you know, that first episode, she was overly sexual, like constantly, but it was in a funny way. Yeah. Like the way that she, when Dorinda was cracking those lobsters and she's like, ah, oh, something about those juices just <laughs> flying everywhere. That really turns me on. We're all like why it's, you know, but it's still funny. And then you get the yeah. dynamic of Stager and now she's uh, befriending Eva. So like, I actually think that she's doing a great job. Whereas Dorinda, like you said, has kind of, pushed a little bit back into the shadows a little bit, even though she's the host. So uh, I I think I'm opposite of Steel on this one. I I really like Brandy.
0: I like Brandy. I like Phaedra. I like Eva. I'm surprisingly refreshed with Taylor as well and kind of like her willingness to talk to Brandy, but also she has her, her cat moment at the table where she snaps at Brandi. Um Jill Zarin, I think, is completely the biggest flop on the cast right now. She's yeah. really not bringing anything. She doesn't mesh with these women. She doesn't have any chemistry with them. She's not building any sort of relationships with them. She's not giving us anything funny in the confessionals. Like, she, I think, is the biggest flop. And Vicky's just the most annoying. I think Tamara is in Vicky's shadow, so we're not really seeing much from her but it's hard like when you're going in with the ogs or not the ogs but like an all-star cast like this you know you i think these women were able to shine because they had other people that were able to be the protagonist to their antagonist whereas in this case mm-hmm. everybody comes in and they're all the villains of their show and so you know they are getting overshadowed because some of these women like brandon glanville just get drunk and say outrageous shit yeah and i
1: think let me i, mean, I mean, backpedal a little bit. I think Brandy's been fun to watch. I get irritated with her because like, I can't follow along with like, she's so out of left field, everything she says, it's like, what the hell are we talking about now? But she has been great. Just like the mangina comment, for example. And then I think, here we go. This is why she pissed me off when she was going into it with Taylor and talking about how that was the worst year of her life. Like, what are you talking about? How on earth can you talk to the widow of the yeah. man and say that it was the worst year of your life because of that? Like the, the tone deafness of her, I, it really genuinely frustrated me. But I do think that she she moves the show forward. Like she's definitely giving some great one-liners and she's stirring the pot. And to what you said, I love, love Eva. I think she is kind of a sleeper that came out of nowhere because her confessionals are relatable and funny um she's quick she's down to earth but you saw like i thought she was going to be kind of copacetic with everybody the whole time trying to keep the peace but if you come at her or you come at her family like she'll yeah. clap back home, like yeah and not only that what was funny with her like when vicky um uh, brandy told vicky to shut the fuck up for the umpteenth time and Vicky's like, you're not going to talk to me like that. I'm, but I'm like, Vicky, what are you going to do? You're not going to yeah. do shit. When Eva says it, I'm like, mm, I would not fuck yeah. with her. Like, no. She, she means it. She's not the one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. No, she's not the one. That was funny, though, when they were in the kitchen, Vicky and Brandy. And Vicky's like, you're not going to talk to me like that. Like, you need to promise me you're not going to talk to me like that again. And Brandy's like, I can't promise
1: you that. <laughs> no. She's like, Why would I did not promise Yeah.
0: <laughs> the thing with Brandy is I feel like she... <sighs> Is very tone deaf, yes. And she doesn't, like, I in her head, she, in her world, that was the worst year of her life, yes. But she doesn't realize we we don't all just live in Brandy's world, you know? And so I think that's where she kind of misses the mark. I still find her wildly entertaining. Um, What I like about her, though, is she's willing to... I don't think she's grown that much, um, but I think she's so willing to just throw herself on the table and just be consumed by you know any anyone. Um, I mean, and I that I mean that many <laughs> you can take that many different she ways. Literally, yeah. literally, and figuratively, yes, yes, yes. Devoured by everybody. Yes, yes. <laughs> and she, yeah. I mean, CC Denise Richards. But I think with, <laughs> with Brandy, <laughs> she's so willing to just take it, you know, the good, the bad. She'll slip up. She doesn't think before she acts. I think she's very just impulsive and just says stupid shit. And it comes from a, a genuine place. I don't think she's as calculated as people want to think that she is. I don't think she's that smart. So I just think no. she just th- say, says things and doesn't think about it. and But she takes whatever beating comes her way as a result of it.
1: I agree. I agree with that. I just think it's, it's she pr- like every time she gets in a conversation with somebody, she always intros and it's always after she's done something stupid and now she's pissed off somebody. The first thing she says, I love all of you. Like, I really love you. I want to develop and like, I want to have a relationship with you, yeah. but, and then she just says something insulting or doesn't understand why on earth they would be mad at her. She's like, and I believe you, I I agree with you guys. Like she genuinely doesn't know she's doing anything wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: He she's sitting there like, What did I do? It's like, Well, you called her her husband a mangina and yeah. said so that was shocking that he wasn't. But her focus in that moment is like, No, I said he wasn't a mangina. Like that's a compliment. It's yeah. like, no. The implication alone was an insult. Right. But she's like, No. So I, I agree to some extent, but I'm not totally on Brandy's
0: team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you'll you'll flip by next week, I'm sure. We'll get you to flip probably. over.
0: Yeah, probably. Hey. <laughs> I'm curious to see how they all kind of gel, because right now it's such like a disjointed group, and they don't have the same chemistry that I think season one's cast had, all like the OG all-stars. I really liked their dynamic. I think I would have liked to see more of that, like, real raw. Com- we had it with Taylor and Eva, but in season one, I feel like a lot of them got to break that fourth wall and talk about their shows and kind of just get real and get to know each other in those earlier days. Whereas these women came in and it came in really hot. And I think it's going to be the opposite where it's going to take them a little more time that by the end of the trip, we'll probably get more of those conversations and they'll build that chemistry together. Um I think the second season cast has, they all have too big of egos. Like when Eva met, vicky and she's like i'm such a fan and vicky's like i've never even heard of her like i <laughs> yeah. her. like i have a fan in the house so i'm curious you think she'd reach out and be like oh my
1: god somebody likes me like no you know, she's so she is of, no
0: what did she say she's a bless your
2: heart like yeah. that's not bless a thank you or anything yeah which is
1: i think so that, condescending. I, I think in her
0: head people really do love her she's the og of the housewives in her head oh.
2: Yeah, that's true. But Zach, what do you think? Do you think that Jill's ever going to deliver or do you think that she's just going to be a dud the whole season?
0: I think she's going to be a dud the whole season. I think she's in, you know, the ocean with a bunch of sharks and she's just she's a dolphin, you know, she's swimming, but she's kind of just going to be skirting through. I don't think Mm -hmm. she's really going to have a moment. Um, I just think she doesn't have a strong enough personality in this group of women, you know? Uh, She doesn't have any connection to any of them. Her and Dorinda, you can tell, even though they have history, they don't really like each other. Um, And I just think she also missed a whole day, you know? She missed the first day where they all kind of got a chance to connect and meet each other. So she's coming in late. She's also coming in after they've already had a couple of, you know, sparring matches. So I just Mm -hmm. think... I don't know. I don't think she's gonna be that great. I th- I think she's still stuck in that. When did Housewives come out? Like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or yeah. You know? She's still right. stuck yeah. in. She's still stuck in that formula of what made a great housewife good back then. You know, right? Where you can just kind of be fabulous and sell things, and you know, I think she's still. That's probably why she's not I on Housewives. You, Cur- you yeah, she hasn't grown into what you know today's housewives are.
2: It is a real shame, too, that, because they build her up in that first episode where Dorinda was doing her flowchart, which, by the way, we loved that flowchart yes. because I, I would love a flowchart for every one of those shows because it shows you all the past things that have happened and this and that and whatever. But when Dorinda was going through that, she put Jill up in the corner and said, and we've got our special guest, Jill, who will come in like a mystery guest. They build her up to be this like powerhouse to come in. And she just fell flat immediately. And you're like, ah, that sucks.
1: Yeah. I thought that was kind of like a setup. I think that's how Jill's going to be this whole season. I think that her intro Mm -hmm. into the group was exactly what we can expect out of her. Like she thinks she's going to, she gets the surprise shirt from like Scary Island to reenact that whole thing. She thinks it's this big deal that everyone still remembers and talks about. She comes in surprise, and every single housewife there, other than Dorinda, doesn't even make a sound. They just sit there like, and Eva goes, "Who is that?" Like, I don't know who that is. Like, that's that's where we're at with Jill. And she's on this other, like, planet where she's like, surprise, bitches, you've been waiting, and I'm back. It's yeah. Like, no one cares.
0: <laughs> yeah, The ego on this cast, I think, is, is wild compared to the first season.
1: I do, too. And I think that a lot of that might have to do with, you know, in the first season, we saw some current members, some of the heavy hitters. Um, so they... They don't have to try won. too hard
0: yeah
2: right
1: and like they're they're rehearsed like they've been filming recently whereas now you've got some women that haven't been on the screen you know seven years i think tamra says um so i think there's gonna be a grace period that we need to give some of them where they're getting used to being in front of the camera they got to figure out you know how they're gonna shape their own storyline so to speak but i do think you can tell which ones are gonna be you know the all-stars this year, but I do think that there's still some room for improvement.
0: Yeah. We'll have to see how it all kind of plays out. I'm looking forward to it. I think the first three episodes were good. I would just like to see more of like a storyline or something that kind of drives the show over the next few episodes. Um, but
1: what would you rate it? We rated it. What's your rating?
0: Um, I think I would give it a solid eight eight with potential eight. to grow. I like it. I think it's good. I think it an eight for a few different reasons. I think first of all the the song, the opening credit song is fucking awful. I, I need yeah. more housewives in the Island, baby housewives. in. Like, I want, I would wake up singing that and I couldn't get it up, get it out of my head. I couldn't even hum the tune of season two. Um, I think the graphics this season are a little cheap. I hate the ugly green color that all the text is in. Um, Dorinda, I think they are pimping her out to be much more of like an anchor or like, you know, someone leading the show and she's really kind of lost that. Um the chemistry isn't quite there between the women. But I my, my prediction is that it will build as they all kind of tame down and get to know each other. The drama will continue to always be there. But I think the chemistry will forge as we get later into the season. But I think it was a good start. I think I enjoyed that we had some drama. Um, we had some good levity. Like, Phaedra is really carrying it. But also, so is Brand, like Brandy and the lesbian eyebrows. Like, you know, the things that these That's, women yeah, say sometimes are just, like, so outlandish. <laughs>
1: But then she doubles down. At, at, yeah. To Brandy's credit, like, she will not back off because she, again, doesn't understand. It's like, you cannot tell that from somebody's eyebrows. She's like, I can. Yeah. Like, how, like, okay, well, describe it. They're all different. What do you, <laughs> so you like, can pinpoint I can a little bit I see it. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, you everybody at home it. was looking at their eyebrows in the mirror trying to be like, do I have lesbian eyebrows? <laughs>
1: i looked at shooter and i was like hey do i have lesbian eyebrows you like, have you lesbian guess, eyebrows um, i will too. tell you i that. think you do honestly. you have lesbian eyebrows I? Well,
0: yeah you do the, okay all
1: right
2: <laughs> all right would you rather have lesbian eyebrows or be called a mangina
1: that's a good one that's a good yeah. one. um i would rather have lesbian eyebrows
0: same yeah i would rather have lesbian yeah. eyebrows because i think some lesbians have great eyebrows Absolutely, I, yeah. I, that's I exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I think lesbians have better eyebrows sometimes than some guys. Like some guys' eyebrows are just not, not there.
1: No, no. I totally. Uncanny. I honestly. Well, I I had I realized somewhat recently that I had an issue there, so I, I actually started. I plucked them with tweezers now. There just you go. Just right here. But I only do it by yeah, but yeah. You can with get the, the guys, little strip. So I at it. Oh yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not above it. I would do it. <laughs> Yeah, who am I kidding?
2: Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll get you to go uh go to get a threading done by yeah. the end of the season.
1: Threading is the show I have to shave for a mustache next week. Let me get your opinion on this. Mm. Oh god. So okay. shh, you shush. All right. So I've been told that I look I resemble slightly Miles Teller. Okay. okay and with Miles in obviously in the headlines recently. 10. I'm gonna shave into a mustache like he is in Top Gun Two, and we're taking polls to see if I look like Miles Teller. Now, your unbiased opinion—you just this is your first time meeting us. Can you see any kind of? Is there any Miles Teller here? Because then he has to call me Rooster for a whole show.
0: <sighs> I didn't see Did it until you off? mentioned it. I mean, there's okay, a – there's I can a work with that. there's like a there's a, a little a slight little there's a vibe there there's a vibe okay, there I'll take
1: that okay I'll take that That's, thank you very you much can be, you can be by. like
0: a miles Teller's cousin
1: I'll take that absolutely we'll but let we'll let, my let my the writer. you
0: we're gonna let the YouTube comments decide guys if you're watching this yeah. on YouTube weigh in right now whether you're watching it in the live chat or you're watching it in the comments below replay crew weigh in and let us know is this a miles Teller vibe
1: yeah, let me know. I would love to know, and let Shooter know,
0: especially. <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll even put up an Instagram poll, too. We'll get a photo of you and a side-by-side, and we'll let people vote.
2: Oh, wow.
1: I appreciate the help. Thank you so much. And then that'll really it. Make or solve break your week. It will. Yeah, we'll know. It. And then you got to call me Rooster for— if No, okay. If Zach's following, if they say I look like Milestone, then you have to call me Rooster for a month.
0: month. A month. Oh, wow. The stakes yeah. have just risen fine it's not gonna happen <laughs> I, I like my eyes
2: with your lesbian eyebrows.
0: with your lesbian eyebrows <laughs> um okay i do need to know what you guys think of this rinna versus denise sort of versus garcelle as well um so we saw this or last week on royal housewives of beverly hills that garcelle has um Revealed that she invited Denise Richards to her birthday party and that Denise is supposed to be coming to the birthday party. Spoiler, spoiler alert, guys. Denise does not come to the birthday party. Denise doesn't show up. Um, you know, once again, she leaves Garcelle hanging. So, you know, Denise is a real good friend. Um, but Garcelle keeps her around. Well, at dinner, Rinna then reveals that she, att- she sent Denise Richards a text message to apologize and kind of let bygones be bygones. Garcelle then says in her confessional that she texts Denise to see if Rena really reached out to her, and Denise's response was when. So, Denise and Garcelle, I think, were being a little shady, and Rena dropped the actual text message thread on her Instagram account to prove that she did, in fact, text Denise, and Denise did reply. What are your thoughts about her reaching out to Denise and Garcelle, kind of not letting the mouse go? I thought
2: it was it was. At the time, I thought that Denise's text back to Garcelle was ambiguous enough that it left it up for us to make an opinion on. Intentionally. intentionally, Of course, intentionally, which, you know, Garcelle does that. And I mean, so does Denise. But when I heard that, I said, I don't think she texted her at all. Steele had a different opinion on this, I believe. But I didn't think she texted her at all. And it's funny enough, because I did some digging into after Rena posted that uh, text message. And various articles were always referring to it as the supposed screenshot, meaning that they were even thinking maybe she maybe she doctored this up because Denise isn't really gonna attest to this or come back later. So I don't really know what to think about that. Um, I could see it going both ways. If I had to push one way or another, I would say, yeah, I think we're gonna probably reached out because well, it I'm,
0: seemed genuine. Denise goes both ways too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: she does. Brandy, actually. Uh, she's only,
0: fans, only fans, actually, right? Yes. is I Would well, I either be. of you subscribe to Denise Richards' OnlyFans?
2: I think we'd have to do it
1: yeah, for research for
0: purposes. Captions. yeah. $25 yeah. a month? It's a pretty steep yeah, OnlyFans a, price. We yeah, I'm
1: that. sure is she Denise, has some like, interesting okay. recipes is and stuff.
0: So. Is Denise worth $25 a month to subscribe to her bikini content? No.
1: Oh, see what it's already out here.
0: there. She's already in Playboy. Yeah. What do we need to pay $25 a month for?
1: That's no. fair. Okay you know, at, at risk of pissing my wife off here here, here's the thing. So Denise from like us growing up, like this is in my head, she will always and forever be wild things, Denise. Yeah. Okay. Because of that, is she worth $25 to see her premium content? Yes. Because of wild things alone. And in the place that that holds in my heart, um <laughs> yeah she's worth 25 yeah,
0: i'm sure it's holding just a place in your heart it's yeah. the only yeah. place I'm, the blood oh, yeah, only oh,
1: only for the research in the
0: catch- <laughs> <laughs> um okay so back to the the garcelle and denise piece i think it was intentionally you know vague and the waters were made to be a little murky to kind of make it seem like Rena didn't text i always believed that Rena sent the text message. Um, I just think people don't give Rinna the benefit of the doubt enough because it's it's more fun to hate her than it is to actually, you know, th- throw a dog a bone. Um, but I think, like, we know confessionals are taped way after the fact. And Garcelle didn't text Denise until she was sitting in her confessional, which was weeks, maybe even months after they filmed that scene in Mexico. And that was already sometime after... Rina sent the text message to Denise. So to me, I'm like, she probably meant when, because if Garcelle's asking her in real time, she's probably thinking that it was a recent text message that Garcelle is asking about. And Mm -hmm. she had at that point, I'm sure, text her months ago, because again, the confessionals are filmed much later than the actual scenes themselves. So I think she meant when, because maybe she was referencing that that she thought Garcelle was referring to a more recent text message. But I think they also were both being shady in the sense that they knew that this would make Rena look like a liar. And they weren't technically wrong, but they don't technically hate the idea of making Rena look like a, a liar.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's always going to it's just a layup, right? Like that's Garcelle can stir the pot a little bit. And Garcelle, as we know, like she's calculated and she's Mm -hmm. good at, she's good at starting shit without being the aggressor seemingly. Like she just likes to slide in and kind of push the narrative forward, Mm -hmm. but then she steps back and allows it to kind of unfold in front of her, which I, I've loved that about it. I think she is the MVP so far this season. In my opinion, I think Garcelle has been outstanding. Um, but when it comes to the, the Rin and Denise thing, I always imagine that they would eventually reconnect. The one thing I will credit with Rinna, she speaks off the cuff a lot and she gets herself in trouble with her mouth. But after a couple of years have gone by and you readdress some of the things that she's fucked up on, like she was on Watch What Happens Live and they did like the no regrets thing or if she should apologize for stuff she's done in the past, she apologized for, I think, 90% of it. Like, she usually sees the error in her ways eventually. So because of that, like, I always imagined that at some point she would bite the bullet and be like, all right, I was kind of an asshole to Denise during this whole Brandy interaction last season or whatever, whenever that was. But for Garcelle to go in there and then throw in that wrench, I thought maybe, here's what I thought. So maybe Denise and Renna now are kind of like reconnecting a little bit and maybe they're starting to become friends again. Garcelle knows this and Denise didn't go to Garcelle's birthday party. So maybe they're kind of having some issues or maybe she's a little pissed off that Denise and Renna are reconnecting and now she doesn't want that to happen because she'll lose her friendship with Denise or not be as close to her. So maybe it's a jealousy thing. I don't know. And maybe we'll see that play out. But I'm keeping my eye on all three of them. That's that's what I'm doing this year. I don't think I love Denise the wild is a good spin. friend.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Denise is a good friend, and I think that's why she yeah. didn't show up to the birthday party. I think she's never been a good friend. Like, listen, Renan and Erica technically promoted Garcelle's book better than any of Garcelle's friends. Denise couldn't even put out a tweet or an Instagram story. That's yeah, the and same I, thing. I think that um,
2: the, the way that Garcelle's been this whole season is like. She's always appropriately blunt. Like she asks the questions that we're all wondering, like about Diana's book. Like, hey, Diana, do you, like let's get back into that. And Diana says, well, you know, we've already talked about this. No, we actually didn't. And she's like reiterating what I feel like the viewers are thinking. So that's why I think that uh, Garcelle's been so important to the show this year because we're getting so much more out of these women than we maybe would have without her being there. And I feel like that, like, it's super important to the show. And yeah. that being said. I don't think, you know, I think I like Steele's crazy spin on this one that maybe Garcelle's <laughs> jealous of uh, Rina and Denise's blooming friendship once again. But Probably. Um, yeah. it, it could be, yeah. Uh, I just think that, I think like what Zach said, that Denise is just a terrible, terrible friend. And there's yeah. you can't really read into it any more than just the fact that she's just a really bad friend.
0: Which also like makes you think that maybe, you know, her and R- that Rinna and Denise, maybe their friendship wasn't as strong as we'd thought that it was originally i don't know but i think when it comes to garcelle yes you're right she is very good at kind of moving the pieces on the board you know it's very lvp that's what lisa used to do she used to Mm -hmm. kind of control the narratives and that's when they you know accused her of being manipulative and i think garcelle's very much uh uh Filled that role And I think she does a great job of it Because you kind of need somebody to pull some of the strings And move certain storylines along My only issue with Garcelle Is sometimes I feel like it's disingenuous Because she's just playing to the audience Because she knows the audience will like her better If she does something I think it's a, there's some placating sure. going on So I think we do need someone like an LVP To keep, the, you know What does Sonya Morgan say? The, the straw that stirs the drink We need someone that can kind of keep the pieces All kind of flowing and moving together but to me there are moments where it doesn't seem honest it seems like she's trying to play a producer role and it's it's disingenuous and all the women have had moments where they do that I think Garcelle just holds it down a little more consistently
2: That's fair.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I think in my opinion for this season I think Garcelle's seeing an opportunity where she's like you know no one else is really stepping up this year we don't have that like Crystal storyline stinks, Crystal stinks. Like she's a dud in my opinion. I can't stand watching that yeah. shit anymore. You know, we went through a Dorit drama where, and she tried to bring that up every episode and tried to be the main focus, that flounder. So I think Garcelle has kind of found herself in a in a good spot where she sees that she can make a move and really become kind of the main presence this season. So is she pandering a little bit? Yeah for sure. Like she's definitely understanding that she can win more hearts this way by just saying what we're all thinking. But can I fault her for that for kind of like trying to steal the limelight when it's, you know, hers to take, yeah. like, it's yeah. her thing to lose at this point. So I respect the hustle. I do think that she goes a little too far sometimes, but I I, I can respect what she's trying to do.
0: Yeah, she's trying. She's trying, she and she's not a pretty mess this season. Erica is really no. letting it all hang out. I oh mean,
1: yeah, I'm so excited about this is the year Erica Jane. I love it.
0: It, I'm loving Erica this season too. I think she's really just giving us everything. And from what i I've, I've heard of what we're going to be getting more of later this season, I hear that something did happen at. Garcelle's birthday party. I'm curious if it'll actually air on the show. And if it doesn't, then maybe I'll talk about it. Um, but I have to wait and see what's actually going to air from the birthday party. But Erica is literally just n- no fucks given. How many fucks does she give? Zero, zero, none, not one. She's putting it all out
2: there. No. And
1: I'm loving it. And I it think is. it's hilarious.
2: It is really funny. I, it, she's a pleasure to watch this
1: there. And like, we actually, we talked about it kind of leading into it. I, Hated Erica Jane with a passion last year. And I think most people did. Obviously. Like, it was a tough season for her. She was obviously going through a lot. Now, whether she's trying to take the focus off of her this year, and like that's why she's not talking about any of her stuff, or if she is genuinely moving on from it, I don't really care either way because yeah. what she's bringing to the table right now is stellar TV. When she was lit on the boat, and you know, like, I don't need Celine Dion to sing my swan song. And she's dropping all these great one liners and talking right. about. Um, pulling up for a foursome, like, oh, what kind of Uber is it? Doesn't matter. The pussy's there, like. Right. <laughs> a, like, like, I
0: mean, and I'm how laughing. happy would Rob be? That's like on Orange County when Noella was like, "I gave my husband a stack of vaginas, three of them, and that was his birthday present." And uh, here we are. Uh, Rob is like, I mean, Rob, I'm sure is gonna love it.
1: I'll tell you exactly what happened when that episode aired. his house. <laughs> He was looking at her out of the corner of his eye, like, oh, that'd be crazy, right? And trying to gauge to see if yeah. she'd be, like, kind of How, how like,
0: crazy oh. she
1: thinks it would be. Yeah. He, he was definitely like, oh, we'd never, right? There's
0: there's right? no chance
2: in hell okay. that Crystal would ever. <laughs> no, Erica went into, like, the, the most uncomfortable person on that boat. Yeah. Like, Crystal was even uncomfortable taking, like, her cover-up off. Yeah. And then getting in the water and getting away from all the cameras. So, it, there's no chance in hell that she would ever let that
1: happen. No. Do you think no. she would have a threesome with Diana if Diana asked?
0: Crystal or Erica? Crystal. Erica, obviously. Erica would have a threesome <laughs> with anybody
1: at this point. Yeah. She just wants to get yeah. dicked down, according to her. Yeah. And she wants them <laughs> do you think big Crystal too. Would.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, For Diana, yeah, I think she'd make an exception.
0: Really? Yeah. Is it the way she I licks her lips? I think, yeah, yeah, the way
2: she licks her lips is <laughs> so funny. It drives me crazy. But all the time. She's the,
0: it's
1: that's fantastic. what Shooter pointed out. Yeah, The first time, first time she was on, he's like, How, why does she like her lips all the time? I,
0: was like,
2: I, I don't know. I get <laughs> fixated on one thing and I just like, I can't move past it. I'm like, there it is again. Look, look. But yeah, I think she'd make an exception for Diana, mostly because I think she's a, at this point maybe a little afraid to lose Diana as a friend because that's kind of all she has left really after her whole shitstorm.
0: Yeah, I think Diana would be down for it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Diana's oh, got a, she's a, a couple of... Uh, She's a madam.
2: She's got a couple other on, uh, on her super yacht probably that she could bring into it.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Let's live that up. Allegedly. There's There's Allegedly. an OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, and I Diana's do... Diana's super yacht. I do have to give a shout out to Erica Jane because in addition to getting a shout out from the Brav Bros on Instagram promoting the wine, I did also get a shout out from the Ice Queen herself who got the wine. Or What? Thank you to my friend Zach. No filter with Zach. Cut down my drinking or what? A promotion from Erica Jane herself. Oh my God, that's it! beautiful. Yes, good a for video. you.
1: Congratulations. Listen. Oh, uh, I saw that story actually. I was I was looking through my feed and I was like, oh shit, like that's really cool. She's holding her own wine pretty much and saying a catchphrase. Yeah. Yep. Did you ever Did you ever imagine that you'd had Erica no. Jane? No.
0: No, no. I mean, especially because like I've sent so many of the housewives wine like I, you know, want to I want them to fucking promote it, but they rarely (laughs) do. I think Sheena Shea just posted my wine right now, too. She just tagged me in a story. But Erica Jane, that one was like because it's an actual housewife that, you know, is inspired that specific wine. And she she did a full shout out, a tag, a mention. I'm her friend Zach now.
1: Yeah, I'm right. That. The year of Erica Jane. She mentioned you during the year of Erica Jane. So That's like a double, double whammy. Winning yeah.
0: it becomes the year of Zach Peter. Here we are. I know. Hey. <laughs>
1: Calling all my
0: fellow bosses. Are you ready to start dating up? Because I just finished Christine Quinn's new book, How to Be a Boss Bitch. You know her from Selling Sunset. She's basically the queen of Selling Sunset. Well, in her new book, she shares her top nine rules to claim your power and elevate your dating life. And so while I'm giving a shout out to this week's sponsor, which is Seeking.com, I figured I would pick my top five and share them with you so that we can date up together. Rule number one, never settle. The queen of selling sunset, Christine Quinn, never settles. So why should you? Christine says that you need to set the bar high for what you should expect from a partner. Know your worth and never settle for comfortable. Why? Because you deserve amazing. Rule number two, never sacrifice what you value most for her. That was independence and freedom. Those were the most important things to her. She needed to have her own identity in a relationship. So sacrificing that was just not an option. And I agree. I want my own freedom. I want my own independence. So never, never sacrifice for what you value most. Rule number three. Be honest about what you eventually want. Right out the gate, she told her husband on the first date that she was looking for something serious. Be upfront and be bold. Otherwise, you're just wasting time if your goals won't align. I know for me, I like to come out the gate I'm like, look at this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Sometimes that can come off a little intimidating. But listen, if you're going to be intimidated by me, then I don't think you should be dating me because I'm a prize. I'm a million-dollar diamond, okay? Um, rule number eight I love end up with someone who sees all of your value you're a true prize okay and your true prince or prince charming or sorry princess charming whichever floats your boat either way seeking.com is friendly for both. Friendly for all, welcoming for everyone. So, your true charming prince or princess is someone that sees your value. It sees the value, they see the value in you, and they see that you are something to be honored, and they're your biggest champion. They're right there on the sidelines cheering you on. It's someone that gives you the same admiration that you already give to yourself. Because remember, we know our own value, and we just need somebody that can see it as well and that's going to respect that. Okay. Rule number nine, which is the last on my top five, write your own love story, okay? Like your Taylor Swift out there. Write your own love story. Christine says, there's no one right way to find love, only the way that feels truly right and authentic to you. So do you find your true match? There you have it. Are you ready to start dating up? Because it sounds like it's time... To start seeking. If you want to join seeking.com, head over to seeking.com now. Set up your profile. You can customize what it is that you're looking for in a partner and get going. It's a summer of love, guys, and I'm ready to find a real solid match. And I know you are too. So if you want to join me, head over to seeking.com right now. It's an elite dating site for attractive and successful singles that are ready for that elevated dating experience. So go to seeking.com right now. Do you think that this will be the year of Kyle Richards? Because her family is now getting a spinoff on Netflix. Mauricio, Farah, Alexia, they've sold, uh, buying Beverly Hills to Netflix, seemingly coming for that selling sunset spot. Mm-hmm. Are
1: you guys going to be great?
0: Yeah.
2: I I love Mauricio. Let me preface it this way, actually. I love Mauricio. I think he's going to be great, but I feel like Netflix as a whole is kind of floundering. Yeah. And they're losing a ton of market share to places like Hulu, who has like killed it with the Kardashians and so on. I just don't think that Netflix is the move. They're, yeah, they're going to fill that selling sunset role, but. I mean, how many real estate shows have been on Netflix that just flopped after four or five episodes? Like, get it out of here. I hope it doesn't happen. I love Mauricio, but I could see it happening.
0: Not even just real estate shows, but I think a lot of their unscripted shows, like, some of them are good. Like, I like, like, um, Selling Sunset's good. Uh, Bling Mm -hmm. Empire's good. I think Selling Sunset is going to start to tank now that they're about to lose Christine Quinn. Um, But... I don't know, maybe unscripted isn't the genre for Netflix. Like I don't think people go to Netflix like for me if I'm going to do something unscripted, it's going to be Hulu cuz Hulu's really pushing themselves forward and they did great with the Kardashians. Um or it's going to be Peacock. Peacock mm-hmm. I think is really, you know, leaning into the next era of what Bravo will be so NBC's, you know, shining with that. Um but like, like, look at Apple TV. Like, their strengths are in scripted and in these big, you know, stars and these shows. I think Netflix just needs to find out what their identity is going to be. And right now, they're just mm-hmm. putting so much out there, and a lot of it's flopping. And maybe they're just in that phase of let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks.
1: I think what they had going for them was they had all of the money in the world. They were for so long, especially like peak pandemic they could push whatever they wanted out because everybody's watching every single day. So they're making money. Their stock price is going up. So now that just, like you said, throwing shit at the wall and hope it sticks. I don't think that like when I think Netflix, I think old TV shows and movies, I don't think about reality TV. Like you said. Mm -hmm. So I think that that being said, when you bring in somebody like Maurice, Mauricio and you know, with the name attached to it, like people know Kyle. Right. So you might, I think that is your best play as far yeah. as trying to bring reality that's to That's what Peacock
0: Netflix. did. They brought reality stars right. that already were established over mm-hmm. to the network. And that's what got us hooked. And at first I was like, I don't want to fucking sign up for Peacock. What is this bullshit? I was pissed. And now I fucking yeah, right. love Peacock. And now I love <laughs> and, then, Pe- and I love Ultimate Girls Trip and mashup series. And Yeah. Well, so do you think, think that Mauricio that...
2: went to Peacock originally? Like, I, I want I to know the inner workings of how this show came about. Oh, he
0: was, I think he so. He was interested
2: in doing it. I guess Kyle probably backed it a little. And why didn't they go to Peacock instead of Netflix? I think they did go to Peacock.
0: That? I think they did because Ultimate Girls Trip was their the, – they went to Turks and Caicos, right? So the house that yeah. they, they filmed at was one of Mauricio's – like the agency's listings. So I think there were preliminary conversations and that's probably why he offered up that house in the Turks and Caicos for them to use to film so that he can build that relationship with them. And they probably just weren't interested. They were probably like, we don't want to do a uh, real estate show. Like this doesn't seem exciting to us. And Mm -hmm. then they missed the boat because then I'm sure Mauricio being a businessman went and sold it to Netflix. Or there could have been a bidding war.
2: I think it's more gonna be for the daughter, to be honest. I think he's gonna be to a, a good presence in it, but I feel like it's a good way to to get the daughter's names more out there as opposed to, you know, get doing their own thing on Bravo, doing their own thing if they pop up on Housewives, but getting them kind of started out there. I think that's probably his true intention for this.
0: Do you think that this is the first step towards Kyle leaving Beverly Hills, Housewives? Yeah. Cause I mean here, she's, you know. I thought it was hilarious when Lisa Wynn is like, Kyle, you are in the number one movie in America. And I'm like, because it's uh, it's Halloween, the franchise. It was released in, on Halloween and it had fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, who's the original, you know, the Nev Campbell of, you know, Scream. You know, oh, that's the Halloween series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Kyle Richards was not the reason that that it was the no. number one movie in America. Like, if anything, no. you Kyle was just why, lucky to be it. part of it.
2: Do you think that's why Sutton went to uh, Chucky season two? I, try oh my God.
0: I did. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. We, I have not. I got a mark to my.
1: When is that coming out? It,
0: when is that coming out? I think yeah. in the fall. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure in the
1: fall. fall. Yeah. But, I think, but I, I, apparently the show's got good reviews too. I haven't yeah, watched it. I, know, haven't, the yeah. movies, I but, haven't
0: seen it, but uh, Chucky's gotten good reviews. I, people seem to really like it. Um, I think that this is the first step for her to kind of exit. She doesn't need it anymore. She did Mm -hmm. it for so long. You know, I think at this point she's reached that, like, Bethany Frankel sort of uh, successful enough to not need to be on the show. You know, her husband's company is doing fine. They have money. Um,
1: They made $30 billion last year. Yeah, like,
0: she doesn't need the money. At this point, I don't even think she needs the star, like, the – fame or publicity from it because I mean again if she's in the number one movie in America like she's pretty solid <laughs> and if her family has a reality show you know she can dip in on that and like have those moments without having to be fully submersed in all of the drama especially because we're mm-hmm. going to see her versus Kathy and you know the Kathy versus Rinna and Erica stuff at the end of the season that I'm sure that type of family drama is just no longer exciting it, or Yeah, she, it probably wearing a down too yeah.
1: yeah, but it takes a toll. And also with, you know, we already talked about with the peak uh, kind of setup where we're getting Ultimate Girls matchups and we're getting, if Kyle takes a step back from the main franchise, there's clearly going to be opportunities to bring her back in, you know, when she wants to. So now you kind of get the best of both worlds. She can dip her toe into the Netflix series with her family or, you know, Ultimate Girls Trip season eight. Like, oh, Kyle's so here on this one. Like, I think that with more opportunities to be in and out, then I I think that we're starting to see a transition for out. But I don't, I would say at least two more years. I don't think she's gone for that. Yeah. yeah I, I can I see her sticking.
0: That. And I think it's smart. I actually think she, yeah, maybe two more seasons. And I think she should dip out because I think Housewives, I've already predicted in five years, Housewives is going to be dead. It'll probably still be on the air, but it's going to be like dead. You know, it's fading. It's fading. It does seem to
1: be fading. Dubai
0: flopped. Like people were so excited. People were so excited about Dubai and it is not good at all. It is boring. It is just there's no interest in these women. There's no chemistry between these women, really. Mm -hmm. It's just not anything that I look forward to.
1: We talked about it a lot. They leaned on it so much to try to get you excited about like the allure of dubai like this crazy crazy place where everything's so expensive and lavish and luxurious and after one episode it's like okay we get it yeah shit's really expensive and nice there what are these women fighting about Ooh, yeah. why don't they like each other what's mm-hmm. the chemistry what's their history and you start to get into it and it's all just kind of surface level petty stuff that they're clearly just trying to poke Make drama. each other somehow right but there's nothing that really lands. The only bright spot, honestly, is Ion. I think that she's great for TV, but we're going to end up losing her because I don't think Dubai is going to stick around. No,
0: I don't think Dubai is no, going to stick around. Not. Which sucks because this was Caroline Stanbury's big chance to come back, and I don't think it's going to last.
1: She's phony in. she doesn't she looks care. The same,
2: I, yeah, I feel the same way about Diana as I do about Caroline. Like, why are you on this show? It doesn't seem like you want to be here. So you're not really doing anything. You're not talking to anyone. You're, you're physically removing yourself from other situations. Like, why are you even on this show Yeah. if this was supposed to be your big comeback? And it doesn't really make any sense to me.
0: Now, the real debate. Who is the queen of Beverly Hills? Lisa Vanderpump or Kyle Richards?
2: Kyle Richards. I was going to say Kyle. I'm going to say Lisa.
0: Really, uh, Lisa? I like yeah. yeah, I think
2: Lisa's still behind the scenes. We don't hear as much about her. She's not right in front of the camera <laughs> as much. Too. But she's pulling some fucking strings somewhere.
0: She's she's pulling Garcelle's strings. That, maybe.
2: I she like that. Be. That's that, a good one. I like that, too.
0: That yeah. I could actually see that. Only because we know Garcelle keeps trying to forge this, this friendship between Lisa. I think Garcelle wants Lisa, Sutton, Denise, like the four of them to eventually take over Beverly Hills. I don't yeah, think I like they could take one. it over. I don't think they can. But if you
1: bring all of them in, if they're all on the show at the same time as the other women, I watch that. Uh, kick Diana off oh, and yeah. bring them in. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, okay, I know you guys are big Vanderpump fans too. Um, what do you think of Harry Jowsey sliding into Lala Ken's DMs?
1: So I had to do some research and, and kind of dive into this once so I could speak on it. Um, I re- watched the interaction between the two. I, the, she went on his podcast, happened. Yeah. And there was definitely some tension there. He was like, Oh, are we flirting right now? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. Are we I'm like, haha. I think so. I guess this guy's just sexual about everything he says like, every single word out of his, the interview I watched where he's like doing the DMs on E. Yeah. He's like, he takes his first thing, takes his shirt off. He goes, Oh, I'm more comfortable with my shirt off. It's yeah. Like, okay. Whatever. But then he starts going through his DMs and he said the law of the slide in was let me know when you can fit me into your tight schedule mm-hmm. and I'll do the rest. <laughs>
2: like, there.
1: But, but to his credit, she responded, like, I think she said, like, I'll let you know. Like it was a good response. Yeah. Like she yes. was into the idea of it. So understanding what I do about Harry, I don't know much about him. He does seem like he just wants to, you know, as Erica puts it, like she just wants to give some D. He's looking for some yeah, D appointments to, to out. lay the pipe. He just wants to lay the pipe a little bit, and given what Lala's been through that. with Randall and like all of like, I feel for her. I think that my stance on her has changed so much over the years. Watching Vanderpump, I used to really like her. Then I saw the mean girl side come out, and then watching her, I don't like Sheena. I don't like Brock that much. But that being said, when She's going after Brock over and over again. She's like, this guy, like, Randall would never do this. Randall would never do that. Randall, this, Randall, that. Come to find out, Randall's doing all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's the terrible guy behind the scenes and yeah. he's cheating on you while you're pregnant. He's cheating on you while you're at home with your daughter, like, all these terrible things. Yeah. That kind of changed my opinion of her, but she went through so much. I'm giving her some grace here. Like, you know what? That guy looks like you could show her a good time. She probably needs a good time. I think, I think it works. I think, why don't they go, that will be one of those couples that fucks up Hollywood for a little while. Like they'll burn some shit down. Everyone's going to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to fade off into the sunset yeah. and we might get another like crazy trial. Who knows? Like this could all be good for TV. Ah.
2: We'll find out later. <laughs> there you go. Well, to be fair, I, and I'll go on the opposite side of this one. I'll focus more on Harry. I don't give two shits about Harry Jalvi. I had the unfortunate, uh, I guess, pleasure of watching too hot to handle i don't know if you watch that feel but i didn't watch it i couldn't stand him on that i couldn't stand any of the girls I, I couldn't stand really anyone on that show and then he you know comes out after that show and he's all over the place I'm like get this guy off my tiktok get this guy off my instagram i don't want to see him he's annoying he's got one trick and it's i'm going to take my shirt off and just see what happens yeah and you know, that happens
0: frequently yeah, all just, the he time. Does it
2: every fucking time, yeah. Like anytime I think. But you know, anyway,
0: not every time, because I'm disappointed that he came on my show and didn't. He was in studio too and did not take his shirt oh. off. One oh, time. really? He was on what your the show, fuck, Zach. He
2: mm-hmm. didn't take his shirt off. For no.
0: Him? Now I need to actually be like, um, you need to come back so that you can take my shirt. Sorry, take his take shirt off. Take your shirt off, or take all your right. shirt off, or both. Listen, he definitely <laughs> has the energy, and he. I don't think him and Lala were flirting. He just has a very flirty personality. So I he that, and yeah. I were even flirty, but like obviously nothing was going to come of that. But I think he just has that type of personality. And I know I also have that type of personality. And I think Lala's mm-hmm. the same way.
2: I like that too. And, and as, as far as the two of them go, completely fine with that, because I do actually think they're relatively a good match. Uh, just for what you said, they're both very flirty. Yeah. Seems like they want to have a good time. So let them go at it. I The one thing that I love about um a story about Harry Jalty was when he reached out to uh, Hallie Steinfeld and she uh, just responded with no,
0: no, no. no. And then
2: later she no. asked about it. She's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want anything to do with him. No, absolutely See? not. I thought that was really funny. And he took that pretty well too. Yeah. He was that, like, he changed my opinion on him a little bit there where he's like, ah, you know, I would try, whatever. Like, no, dude, that's just cause he's, a, he's-
1: He's a fuck boy. And he shoots so many shots that he's yeah. going to get turned down. Like, that's exactly, why he just yeah. it off. That wasn't like a shining moment for him.
2: That was just... I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good nah. response, but whatever. Um, but no, yeah. It's two consenting adults. Let him go at it. I like it.
0: I think she I needs some good, young, Harry Jowsey dick. Like, I think that yeah, would yeah. be... Well, I mean, but the hard thing is, I feel like... Because Harry's, what, 24? Yeah. I mean, I guess he has, yeah. I, he has a lot of sex. So I guess if you have a lot of sex, like, I just feel like... In your early 20s, like nobody's really good at sex. But I guess if you're having a lot of it, like maybe you're learning a little quicker, you know, you're taking Mm -hmm. a crash course.
1: But here's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be running that show anyway. Like, if him and Lala hook up, he might not have to do much. She's going to be like, look, and sit his ass down and show him what's like. Listen,
0: Lala's the type of woman that knows what she likes and knows what she wants and was in a relationship with a guy that wasn't able to sexually fulfill her. We saw it. She did the vibrator promotions where she shaded Randall. And you know what? Mm -hmm. That's her bad for staying in that relationship. But listen, sometimes the money is better than the dick. And I don't hate her for that. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's now in a place where she knows what she wants. She knows what she needs. And I think she can use Harry Jousey like a vibrator. And I think he would be totally fine with that.
1: And I think that
0: yeah, would to his only OnlyFans Yeah. Th- oh, there you go. Yeah. He he has $25 a month for that. He has an OnlyFans. She should do a collab. That should be her entry into OnlyFans. He doesn't reveal not. anything on his OnlyFans, though. I did Uh, subscribe for, as you said, research purposes when he was coming on the podcast. We we research
1: all sorts of things. Yeah, (laughs) you
0: have to. It's a write-off. And so (laughs) it's it's disappointing. It's no more than what you get on Instagram. It's what Denise Richards, I'm sure, is going to do.
1: Good to find out. We'll find out out about Denise. We will find (laughs) out. How do you feel about?
0: Lala and Randall? I mean Lala Mm -hmm. and and Harry. Yeah and Harry. Yeah, I think she should definitely let him hit it. He's not he might not be stellar, but she knows what she wants and I'm pretty sure she knows how to tell him what buttons to push and I'm sure he likes I think he likes being told what to do. Not that he listens, but I think he likes a power play. I like a good power play and dynamic. Yeah. I like a good power. I can see
1: that. I think I also think that if it's not going well, she would easily be like, fuck this, you know. I don't yeah. think she'd have a hard time like putting her foot down be like this and you suck. This yeah. sucks. Get the fuck off me and get out.
0: And then blast <laughs> yeah. the story on her podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. And then just crucify him the next day. Like, oh, he was terrible at sex. And now his whole. That would be the uh, end of sh- Harry. Yep. His yeah, whole. Yeah. His that's, all, whole, that's all he's got.
0: His brand is done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got no D. He's got. He does not have that BDE. So he's whacked. See you later, pal. Bye. Oh, my God.
0: Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Where, Thank can you people, for us, where can people follow you, subscribe to you, and support Brav Bros?
1: So you can follow us on Instagram at Brav underscore bros. Um, it's the same on Twitter at Brav underscore bros. Um, you can follow me at SteelRussell13 on Instagram. Um, and we are on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Anchor, and then I think. Pretty much every major streaming platform um so give us a listen a follow whatever you can like i said we're just starting out but um we're having a lot of fun with it this is fucking awesome so yeah and this is shooter. incredible
2: yeah and if you want to follow me it's uh at shooter Magooder. i do the majority of the uh the live tweeting during the shows so if you see that pop through that's probably me and my thoughts completely unfiltered but uh yeah no we're having a lot of fun with this and we had a lot of fun today with Zach.
0: Thank you, guys. Everyone, go follow Steel and Shooter. Go listen to the Brav Bros podcast. They're great. And they are only gonna deliver more premium content. So go and give them some love, show them some support. Slide, I mean, I saw your Instagram and the the, the muscles and the gym stuff, like the ladies are gonna be drooling over that. So guys, <laughs> go and give them, give them some love on on the Instagram. Thank you guys so much for for coming and chatting with me and talking housewives. I ah, appreciate thank you for having us. So much, I appreciate okay, you gave me your best housewife. Who would you say is the worst housewife or your least favorite housewife to close it out? Steele?
1: Tudor. Oh, okay, me. Uh the worst housewife is Vicky Gumbelson. Oh. Period. Hands down, no fucking debate. That's Are we doing
0: a- of all time
2: or current?
1: Um, I'll let you choose.
0: That was uh, my all
1: time and current.
0: Same.
2: All time and current. All right, that's fair. Uh, right now, I'm going to go with Teresa because she's driving me crazy.
0: Really?
2: Yeah, I like that one. I fucking These love are that some
0: one. hot takes. Oh my <laughs> God. Go follow Brav Bros. Subscribe to their podcast um, and leave them a good review on Apple because we love and appreciate those reviews. You can leave me a good review because you know I love that validation. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me at JustPlainZach on the Instagram. Or if you don't give a shit about me but you give a shit about the Reality Tea, go and follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Join our private Facebook group. Get some No Filter Wine at NoFilterWine.com. alcohol by volume, less than a gram of sugar, so you will get Liddy City, but you won't have that gnarly wine headache. All right, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. And I will talk to you later this week. Bye.